0: it's christmas eve if that's relevant to you in some way <laughs> i want to first of all say hey happy christmas eve second of all enjoy today's episode with ira madison the Whew! i can't remember how many months ago we recorded this i have no memory of doing it i'm sure we were brilliant also early heads up if you live in San Francisco, I will be bringing Query to San Francisco's sketchfest January 12th. Enjoy the show. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still holding on. Darling, I know, I know, I know it's careless. Um, I always have folks, folks introduce themselves. Will you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. I am Ira Madison III. I'm a writer. I do internet things.
0: You do internet things. That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the writer stuff. Like where – where, I feel like I first just became aware of you through Twitter. Yeah. But what's your background prior to – I assume that Twitter didn't invent you or that you weren't born there.
1: I, I was <laughs> born on Twitter. Just <laughs> you like, were born? Just, like, yeah, I was. I was hatched
0: cr- out of the little egg and yeah, everything?
1: Yeah, I was created to uh, influence the election, actually. Um, no, I – before Twitter, I – Lived in New York. Uh,
0: a whole other city.
1: I know, right?
0: We're in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. Um, and I was a playwright. So A
0: playwright? Yeah. I don't think I actually knew that about you.
1: Yeah. I started out trying to do plays in New York because I went to grad school at Tisch.
0: Ah, and I've heard of this.
1: Yeah. NYU. And so I decided I wanted to do TV and wow. I moved to LA.
0: Wow. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I suppose there's a, well, I don't know. I mean, de- like, let's see. Live performance and staging a play does seem very different than making television. But the yeah. skill set would be, I guess, similar. Maybe just the... The. A little bit. Yeah. But the goal would maybe be slightly different. How, you wanted to be a playwright. Um, where... How, how did, I don't even think I would have known that was a job. Like, I'm trying to think <laughs> of when in my life I would have... Known that one could do that for a living. How did you know that you could do that for a living?
1: Well, I did. I also did theater in high school and in undergrad. And so I was just sort of, this was my life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where are you from originally? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Then you got to New York to go to school, or did you go to school? Chicago
1: start? first and then New York.
0: Where did you go to school in Chicago?
1: Loyola, Chicago.
0: I know that place. Yeah. Uh, that's a Catholic place.
1: Yep. Yeah. The Jesuits. Uh huh. My high school was one too. A,
0: a Jesuit. A de- yeah, I went to
1: Market High School.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Um, were you aware of your queerness going yes. to Catholic schools?
1: I was by high school. I was.
0: What was that experience like?
1: Uh, it was it was weird. I, I not weird. Weird. It, I mean, it was weird being surrounded by you know like guys. <laughs> um, but it, looking, was
0: that was that high school all?
1: It was all boys. Uh, looking back, I don't find I like looking back. I'll find weird things that were just weird, like being like one of the only black kids at this like all white. I was going to ask school. a follow up because I but, turns out I know
0: a lot about Catholic schools. Yeah, and uh, I think most
1: cities just a lot of rich. White it's boys. a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so looking back, I could see specific moments that were weird because of that, but there weren't. Really, many like things that at least are in my memory hmm. of oh my god, it was weird being gay.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, when the so, like, you started going, had you gone to well, were you raised Catholic or were you just no, going to Catholic school? Just
1: going to it because it was like the, the best school, school in the yeah. yeah,
0: and um, prior to Jews, there too. No, I know. I mean, that's that's the thing about <laughs>
1: it was it was so it's 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 fun because it's like we all had to take theology classes still. So it's I like, I can't imagine fun what it was would like be for one that. word for <laughs> it. I mean,
0: I, I feel like it's the Catholic Church has staged such a brilliant coup by um, investing in education and thus like creating a, a way of infiltrating young minds. You know, indo- indoctrinating yeah. folks like this is normative, and this is part of the fabric of, uh, th- like, this belief system is. I know. Right there next to math, you know, like it's like you go to math class, mm-hmm. and then you go to our belief system class, and yeah. um, I really do think that the it's like I, I actually think it's really sinister uh, the merging of uh-huh. Catholicism with like. I'm going to do air quotes here, great schools, mm-hmm. you know, like because I also went to a great uh, like top high school that was that was Catholic. And, yeah. and there was also a very good public school in my area that I grew up in. But the feeling that like the Catholic school would be better and give you more opportunities is why I went there. And it it actually did damage me a lot going to Catholic school, I think. OK. Even though I liked um my peers and I thought I had like good teachers and stuff, I don't. I wish that I, I wish that I hadn't been presented Catholic morality as if it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, as irrefutable as math. It's hard to undo that.
1: Yeah, I guess as a writer and someone who's always into like mythology, like Greek mythology and you know, um, Egyptian mythology, um, I sort of just treated the theology classes as like. Oh, this was, it was mildly entertaining.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is, it is mythology. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: And so, and then also doing theater so much in school. I don't know if it had that, I'm I'm sure it had an effect on me. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if it's had a super big one where I'm like, I enjoyed it, you know, because I was raised Baptist at Mm. least. So I was familiar with some of the traditions, but not, you know. These, the masses were awful
0: oh I actually like love mass
1: <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, these are laws I
0: guess I just mean it's like I look at I look at the things that I was taught like here's an example um like seeing a picture of a beautiful old church that's in like Mexico in mm-hmm. in class or something and and being like uh in world history you know and like here's the most beautiful church in Mexico City and then like much later being like oh that was um colonialism like that oh, was yes. actually like, Th- like this history that I was presented, which is like, here's like this beautiful stained glass window. Like, oh, people like died yes. for that. And yes. that, like, and I was presented with that as like an architectural marvel, yeah. not as like a stamping out
1: uh, of what had been there before. And I feel like. I think that's high school in general. I think because it is. You know, especially American. Because it's. What
0: do you mean? No, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, because you, you look back and it's like, hmm. Oh, we have this whole section on like. The Alamo, and like I
0: mean, we just had Columbus Day this week. Yeah, that we're you
1: know, recording this, and so many things that we learn in the books. When you like peel it back and you really look at it, you're like, oh, a lot of people were just like murdered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lo- yeah, a lot of people were just straight up murdered. <laughs> uh,
1: but we teach it as you know, uh-huh. plucky. Europeans, plucky.
0: They're so honestly. <laughs> they just had so much confidence, and they knew they needed to have what they needed. You know, yeah. like they wanted it, and so they should go get it. And like that's the message is like, go get what you need. And um,
1: I mean the whole phrase kill, kill manifest, kill the des- that, yeah. manifest destiny. Yeah, was like God told you go west. Uh huh. Kill these people.
0: God um, did tell just a very specific group of
1: a group of white men. People. Yeah, men. Had, yeah. yeah, to go west. Yeah, yeah. And it's ingrained into so many things. It is. It like is. That, the, the cartoon I loved as a kid. What's that cartoon? all? Oh Fievel yeah. all goes west. Man, Five-O is. I guess he was like all. He's an imperialist. <laughs>
0: so, yeah.
1: He he had aspirations of imperialism. <laughs> he did. But I guess he was just like a poor little mouse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. Um. We. Did you live in a, in an area that was, like? What were the demographics of where you grew up? I'm wondering because you went to this. School Mm -hmm. that was mostly white for high school. Great prior to that? Had you been around mostly white people for other schooling?
1: No. Uh, My schools were actually pretty diverse before that. Uh, A lot of the schooling in Milwaukee is good. Um, You know, I went to the school Golden My Year. And where else did I go? Uh, Morris Middle School. Um, but these were these were very sco- good schools with good education that also had predominantly um, students of color. Uh, so, you know, Marquette was my first introduction to there's a lot of white people.
0: And what about the neighborhood that you lived in?
1: Uh, so we were working class and lived in sort of a uh, working class neighborhood with a lot of uh, black people at first. And then we sort of, um, you know, were... Moved on up, uh, so to speak, uh, and moved into like a uh, not exactly a suburb. It was close to the suburb of Wauwatosa. It was the part of Milwaukee that had um, less black people in it. Mm.
0: Did that when happen we when we moved when we moved time? there. Yeah.
1: Um. Now it is not the case. Uh,
0: yes. Did that happen at the same time? Like going to slightly that before. Suburb? Um, I was, I was,
1: I was living in that area, um, before you went to high school. Yeah. But even then in Milwaukee, you know, it's like, there's, there's just like, it's weird because like, even as a black person, when you, when you remove yourself from, you know, sort of the area you grew up in, um, you're never even really removed from where you're from, you know, like family, other family members still lived you know, in pl- the, where we had moved from. Uh, I still got my haircut there. You know, I still went to the same sort of movie theaters there. Uh, and, you know, it's a densely populated sort of city. So even going downtown and like other things or the mall and things, you know, you're, you're still seeing black people everywhere.
0: Sure. So, I guess I'm wondering about the experience of. Um,
1: yeah, It's not like Happy Day is white. Uh, <laughs> Milwaukee, Milwaukee isn't. You yeah. know, most people think it is. All those white people live in the suburbs.
0: No, I've been yeah. to I've oh, been yeah. To Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Of um, but I, I guess I'm thinking about the experience of like having a lot of commonality, and then just like, and then just not, yes. and that happening. Um, I want like, what was that? What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I guess it's um, you notice now. It's just sort of like references culturally, and mm. even sort of like music and arts and things that you would be able to talk to students about just sort of vanishes when you go to an all-boys school. And part of it, too, was, you know, that, like, I, I was also closer friends with a lot of girls at middle school. Uh, oh, that's
0: interesting, uh, yeah. too. That's a that's a lot of loss. Yes. Of, like—
1: And then all of a sudden— Folks that look off. like
0: me. Folks I'm actually friends with. Like, yeah. you're just folks that have shared cultural knowledge. Like, that's a lot of loss to go into high school with.
1: Yes. And— Then I was in high school. I did not want to go at first. Also, it's weird because I I guess if I'm thinking about the only thing where you really think about, like, queerness in those schools is that, like, if you go to to an all-boys school, I don't know how it is now, um, but, you know, like, certainly in the 90s, like, you know, friends or other people or other schools would always joke that all the boys there are gay. Oh, wow. And those, I you didn't know, actually uh, know that. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. You huh. know, and, and it would be like um, part of chants or cheers of like opposing teams, right. like during basketball games or football right. games and things. Wow. Do you yeah. remember like the wording of those cheers or chants? No. I mean, I never went to those games. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard about them uh, later. Yeah. Uh,
0: I went to a high school where the chants and cheers that fall in that same category were about... Um, class Mm. which was really which is really wild uh because love
1: love class
0: uh uh-huh well i just mean like i i mean i have a ton of shame about it but it is real i went to like a a school that was kind of known for its uh snobbiness i went Mm -hmm. like because it was um i think just by the nature of having to pay to go there and Mm -hmm. i not and i'm not from an area with bad public schools i think that Mm our public schools are just fine and some of them are really really good so if you were choosing to go to a private school or catholic school like that meant something about your family's priorities and i Mm -hmm. think that there was a snobbiness to that and yeah yeah i i have a i know i have a very clear memory of a of a chant that is like super
1: shameful oh my god yeah what was it
0: you want to know what it is yeah this is not something I would have led. This is something I heard all the time. Are you ready? Yeah. It's real it's really bad. Okay. okay. This is uh this is if you're at my Catholic high school and you're yeah. playing a uh, public school. Yeah. Um it's all right. This you're probably losing. Uh this is when you're losing.
1: Oh, wait, I think this isn't Bring it on. Oh. I've heard this chant too.
0: I don't know if it's in Bring It it On, which is actually shameful because I love
1: Bring It it On. Is it? That's all right. That's okay. You're going to work for us. Oh, you're going to pump our gas someday. You're going
0: to work for us someday. Yes. That's what it was. It's all right. It's okay. You're going to work for us someday. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And, And that's like, I don't even, I mean, I don't. I'm sure I said that just because it was, like, yeah, you know, what everybody was saying or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I was, like— It was the Coliseum. I don't think I, was, was, I, don't think I was standing in the middle of <laughs> being, like, I believe—but I think I definitely said that. And, um, and also, like, incorrect. Like, I just mean, like, not—also just, like, not— Of course. Not, like, a clear examination of what was really happening in the area that I grew up. Tons of those people that were going to— I'm from uh, an area that's pretty upper middle class regardless. So I just mean it's not like there wasn't that big of a difference between anybody where I grew up.
1: (laughs) I don't even drive. I Uber everywhere. So, (laughs) I mean, if going back in time, I would have to change the chant. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, did you, you went to a you went to just a straight up Catholic school, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so I was at a Jesuit. Well,
0: high school. a Benedictine school. Yeah. that was
1: the mm-hmm. that was the version. Yeah, mine was the Jesuit. So. I mean, I went to Jesuit college, okay, so I know yes. what you're talking about. So, but like being boys in high school with the Jesuits all around, because even though I went to a Jesuit college, I didn't feel it as oppressively at Loyola because mm-hmm. it's college, mm-hmm. so you're just sort of doing whatever all the time. You're not constantly surrounded by the rules of high school yeah um and just having the Jesuits around they were you know very much about um some people paid to go to our school I did not yes <laughs> uh so you I mean know. that's also
0: true where I went yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. it's
1: um you know we they're at least very cognitive of you know a the social whole, a social justice sort of thing being like men for others
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the phrase. Men and women for others is, is yes. what happens when you eventually go to college, and that's...
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, because so, that's also...
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear that. I also think, like, well, you know, you were talking about... I thought you were going to say something really different when you were talking about your examination of queerness in high school. I thought you were going to talk about... Because this was part of my experience was that the first people I have... The first people I encountered who, like, definitely were queer mm-hmm. were um, clergy.
1: Like, mm. I, def-
0: I had nuns and priests that, like, for sure were queer.
1: Okay, and yes. Are. I definitely like, I mean, had like for a for sure. I had a sure. Te- I had a teacher who pretty sure was gay. Yeah. Uh, he was a Jesuit. Yeah. Uh and I was also just sort of drawn to him.
0: Yeah. And I don't mean I don't even mean like it's not even not like even a stereotype yeah. stereotype thing. It's literally like no, everything that this person is doing yes. is almost even feeding into the culture. Like yes. there there's almost an awareness on their part. Just the way like, he
1: taught English to yeah, like, um and I really liked Tab, and yes. we sort of, he was sort of—he was sort of like they were. A these were popular teachers yeah. where I went. They, they were everything, yes, they, they were, were not, always the teachers that the students loved. I so le- I think about that. So I think about that lesbian teacher.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think about that too. I had I had those I staff members me really looked up to them, and then that had they had to work at a school where they taught mm-hmm. that. In my case, I did get messaging that that queerness was wrong, mm. and I I have thought so much about those adults since then
1: we specifically i'm sure there probably was but i don't remember any really specific class moments where they went over the like being gay is bad oh i had them in yeah. our in our
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we had an lgbtq group
0: that's wild well because my great. best friend
1: in high school came out junior year oh
0: my goodness gracious yeah oh my goodness
1: yes i did not yeah uh,
0: when when was this?
1: When did you come out? College sophomore year.
0: Yeah, and 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 you were at Loyola. So
1: college college freshman year, second semester.
0: Ah, uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yes.
1: Were uh, you
0: were you living on campus? Or were you living like I in the living city of Chicago? On campus. Yeah.
1: Uh and um, you know, in high school we actually had a a math teacher. I was horrible at math, um, but I loved him. Um, I think. He had a gay son. Oh, wow. All I remember is like someone asked some question that I don't even remember the question, but I'm assuming it was homophobic um, or like a student who didn't get something like around senior year. And I remember uh, that teacher giving like a really impassioned speech about how we how gay people are just people.
0: I mean, number one, that's amazing. Yeah. Number two, then that makes me wonder. I mean, I'm just like so angry
1: about it. Which is wild because it was like 2003 then.
0: Yeah, that's a minute. That's a minute ago.
1: Yeah, 2003 at a Catholic school. Well, then I I I wonder why liking this
0: person work there. That's something that I then wonder Mm -hmm. about. I start to get, I mean, I have like a lot of anger in this direction. So I start to then be like. So you're like a really charismatic teacher that everyone likes, and this is your personal belief, but you still get this paycheck from this place. Like, mm. when's the moment where you just say, "Like, true, we need to fully change."
1: Yeah, it's the- weird because you because know, I've had friends who've gone back and taught there, mm. and it's our school. So school do is, I? Yeah, our school is our school is weirdly progressive, mm-hmm. um, and in ways not because it's sort of here's the thing. I don't know if there were many Trump voters of who are parents of kids who go to buy school. So then, um, but they were definitely Bush. Ah, uh, Oh, this is interesting. But they were definitely Bush Cheney people.
0: That's interesting. Those different what kind a of good Republicans distinction. What you a know, good just distinction. Just like yes.
1: Republicans who live in Milwaukee and they're conservative and they're like their money. Yes. But they're also like, we should also, Donate money, and right. you know, like do service work and this kind of stuff. They also you know? like their
0: money being theirs specifically and not yes.
1: distributed equally to of course. other people. Yeah,
0: like that's. But the other they tell
1: themselves th- that you the- know by by donating or doing know. service work, they're helping to better people's lives. I not knowing that. that you know maybe we should just go ahead fix and tax it. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, public <laughs> program. That's
0: the funny thing. I grew up very much around that. Yes. That mentality they're talking about, that like that mm-hmm. type of Republicanism that's that's based on like protecting small business yes. and protecting my bank account, and and I'm sure um, those
1: people's parents would probably hate Donald Trump, but they're I mean, also but they're also them, probably but they're also probably like these liberals need to calm down.
0: I think that it, it also it gets the end the question that isn't asked usually or that I didn't hear asked is like okay, but who are you protecting that money from? Yeah, because it I think it sometimes. The answer would be the government. Like yes. that would be what that person would say. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not really what they mean. I know. What they mean is I'm protecting like, my, my fellow money from citizens. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know, taxes. Yeah, you are protecting your money from the government.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got some offshore accounts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, a
1: few Good. in Narnia. Um, you know, no, I'm, I'm well. So I I started writing for a Netflix show this year. That's so great. Now I'm doing. How's that going? Great. It wraps next week. The room does. Um, so you know, I'm finally now in that um, no longer my journalist phase where you know I got some regular check and my tax is taken you, out. And you get some money coming and in. Now it's now it's sort of like oh, I'm going to be filing taxes as a writer who has not had to pay taxes on the yeah. money that I make. Yeah. All year. Next year is going to be a hard year for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you... Tax day. I think...
1: (laughs) Because I've I've, I've always been used to getting a tax return.
0: I know. I think you do realize what people are talking about. Yes. But then... And I mean, I understand also... I understand a lot of the mentality. You're like, oh, I do work really hard. Oh, Mm -hmm. I did create this opportunity for myself. Oh, I do have goals I'm shooting for that, like, I feel that I need to protect this money like I, all of that is true I and real. Those are this
1: corporate takeover. Yeah, those are real I want feelings. That money. Like
0: I get <laughs> that; those are real feelings. Um, but I just, but then the thing that comes along with that is, um,
1: then it's like at what cost?
0: At what cost?
1: Because it's like it's because like I'm thinking that now, but it's like I'm not like a CEO of some company like raking in dough, you know? Right. It's like when you get to a certain point, it's like, all right. Like, no, what's but that's, happening here? but
0: that's not true. That's what's weird is that no. it feels like that should be true. But, no. right, of course, it's
1: – Do you think Jeff Bezos is ever like, oh, they can't have my money? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> I'll go
1: broke if they do. Well, I mean, don't you realize – He rely- made $5 million in the time that we've been talking
0: probably. I know. I know. I know. But it's all <laughs> scalable, right? Like, the minute – that's the that's – the,
1: That is that's true. That's the
0: weird thing about the – um. Like, I think culturally, I've, this is where I was born and raised, so I can only speak to this country. Like, I think in this country, the um, endless possibilities thing that we're taught, first of all, isn't true for everyone. Like, not everybody has endless possibilities, Mm -hmm. but also it, since there's no feeling, there's no, there's no, um, we don't ever say to each other in this country, like, you know what? You did it. Like, (laughs) Mm. Like you, you got you got there. You achieved it. You whatever mm-hmm. it is, even for like tiny things, you know. Like, mm-hmm. congrats on that raise. Congrats on the promotion. Congrats on taking a vacation and choosing yourself. Like we don't take those moments to reward ourselves or congratulate mm-hmm. ourselves. So, what I've learned, I go on
1: vacation all the time.
0: I mean, that's good. But what I've learned in myself is like that that mountain. Mm-hmm. It has no peak. Oh, of course. So like,
1: we're yeah, Ka- we're Kate Bush. Yes. What the hell?
0: Yes. I mean, yes, I think probably Jeff Bezos does constantly feel like, oh, I wish I just had a little more stability. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he does.
1: I I wish I just had had, like a little
0: more stability.
1: This this was a weird moment last night too. Um, I live in a one bedroom and my friend also lives in a one bedroom and I was over at his place watching Survivor and I walked in and I was like, this is so nice. I want a new apartment. Mine felt cramped all of a sudden. And our other friend who was there who, like, has roommates and lives in, like, Burbank, he was like, um, your apartment is great. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I don't want it anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's. Coveting. Yes. The Bible
1: says no. The Bible says no not to coveting. So I will. But we're
0: certainly not taught that like as a skill. I don't oh, think that's a skill that is taught to folks.
1: Yeah. Cut but, like it, my I neighbor's think apartment. That
0: <laughs> is taught to people elsewhere. I don't know. My little sister lives in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a culture where like there's a lot of political unrest right now. Financially yes. shit lot, is not of, going great. Everything murder. is really rough down there. And that being I, I said, don't, I don't know
1: that I don't know why I said that.
0: No, it's a lot of murder. I don't know that there's a lot of murder, but there's a, there's a lot of a lot of murder here. There's a lot of murder here, but um, <laughs> what I do know is that it seems to be there's a, a significant cultural difference based on how many hours a day you're supposed to work and what you're supposed to accrue from that number of hours a day.
1: Europe, you know, even them when I know they're all like, about it when yeah. they're like, you know, these Fridays off or like the holidays that you know pe- they give people. You know, it's like. We're, you're made to feel bad in America for wanting to take time off.
0: So how do you justify it to yourself if you're going on vacation? What do you say?
1: <sighs> I just used to be broke for a really long time. Yeah. And now I can't afford to travel and I do it. Yeah, good. And, so, and that's how I justify it. You know, I'm going to London and Madrid next month. Great. When my show, um, when the room finishes. I just like doing it. Yeah. I'll travel somewhere for a weekend, you know. I, we're not going to die so. I know. Very soon. It's
0: getting closer all the time. Literally.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Not just because of aging, but the earth is also burning up in a way to meet us. Like I'm aging, but then also. Yes. uh,
1: You really can't take it with you.
0: No, you cannot take it with you. Okay. So you're spending your money, all of it. Burning everything to the ground every day. Good job.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um, what about? Okay, so like you came out. You're at Loyola. Loyola. Loyola is a, also pretty white place. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I was at, in the, where are people from? I was from? in theater.
0: You're in theater,
1: and there was at least a, the group. The black theater students all hung out with each other. Oh, that's cool. So I had them.
0: Um, Also, pardon me if I make an assumption, some queerness represented in the theater department?
1: (laughs) Yes, quite a bit.
0: (laughs) So that sounds nice. Yeah. Like, did you come out to those folks um, early in the game? Like, I just mean, I'm imagining. No. No.
1: I came out to a friend. How'd that go? He told the cast of Godspell at an after party, (laughs) and then the theater department knew. And then... Uh, Why did I, that
0: person tell the cast of Godspell?
1: Because he, I don't know, because he was drunk. Oh, wow. was like, this is Ira. Um, and I found out about it the next day. Wow. And Were
0: you at that party?
1: No. A war was waged between us for a good t- two years. Sure. Yes. Um, that sucks.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry I mean, that person did that.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, thank you. But um, I'm sorry that... That it devolved into what it devolved to. We both turned into horrible people. Yeah, for quite a bit. But then we became friends again. Okay. Yeah, and lived with each other when I moved when we moved to New York.
0: <laughs> what was that person's? What was that person's deal? Straight person, queer person. He was,
1: he was a queer person. He's gay. Uh, Out. Yes, not to his family.
0: But outed. But, to, but outed you
1: after. Th- to, he to, was already like, the out? like, he, outed, like he was well, out. He was already out at the theater department Got yeah. it. it's weird because theater kids are always like they know when someone's gonna that's how it's weird we've sh- I feel like we've shifted now um and it, we at least I mean not really but I feel like when there are younger kids in like a heavily queer space like theater there's always that concept of like like if this person hasn't come out, but like, it's clear that they're gay. It's like, uh, just do it. We all know, you know, and like, you'll talk about that person when they're not around about how like, this person's clearly gay. You know, it's stuff like that, which we still see on the internet sometimes. Yeah, with certain celebrities and things like that, people will talk about them. Um, but I think that's really highly concentrated in younger people, at least you know, during my age group. Uh, and I think a lot of it comes from. You know, if I've come out and had to deal with all of this, you know, why shouldn't you?
0: Oh, there's a. You're right. There's a couple different things going on there. Uh, Yeah, I think part of it is. I mean, I, I for sure think that for queer folks anyway, like we definitely have a feeling of like, your family get over here. Like you know, I I had to do this. You have to do this kind of Mm -hmm. thing. I think with celebrities, it can sometimes be a little bit different because, Mm -hmm. especially based on like age, there's there's it's a very different. Yeah. To, but I mean, this is true also for humans that yes. are just living their lives privately. It's, it's very different start, for like a younger person where you're like, I'm sensing this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or for an older person that you're like, you're hiding.
1: And I started thinking about that just also in a sense of like, say there's like a young pop star that people are like, he's going really to gay. He should come out. It's weird because it's like that person may be gay, but it's also like, are they surrounded by an environment where they'd feel comfortable doing that. You know, like if you've grown up being like an actor or a singer or something like you're probably very insulated at least within the industry um, and within your career and the people who manage you. And it's not like you, it's not like if you came out, you would immediately have like four gay best friends, you know, Mm -hmm. who can help you live a normal life. You know, you'll do that. And then what you'll just be, you know, publicly a queer person. Um, and then privately, you're just your life doesn't really change.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you know? I I think I also benefit from like um, I'm just on a spectrum in terms of gender where like I'm not totally sure it was ever an option for me to um, hide what was going on. Like there, same. Was, there was a time when I had um, long hair on no. both sides. Uh, I still kind of dressed like this, and mm. I feel like I don't know. I I can't even imagine a world where, first of all, I've just always committed to being out. Like I, mm. but um, I'm also just. I'm not in this position where I read mm-hmm. differently than I am. <laughs> yeah. So there's also that. Like, that's actually like a... That's a lot to give up. The presumption of straightness and mm-hmm. the privilege there. Yeah. And especially if you're in the public eye. Like, mm-hmm. the albums that you could sell if people don't know who you're singing about. Of course. Because you because you don't yeah. read. Um, that, that's, a, that's a big choice. To give up that privilege is a big choice.
1: Yeah. And I don't think people... I don't think a lot of people think about that. You know, when they're like that person just just come out, you know? Yeah. I'm like,
0: I never had that privilege to give up. I mean, I did, I guess some occasionally I'm
1: like, if you could be (sighs) not white, would you do that? It's not the same thing, you know, but it's like, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're like, People are gonna start looking at you differently. Well,
0: white people aren't like jumping to give up white privilege. Yes. I don't know. I'm I, I'm not so sure if could, I'm the I'm not sure if I'm the person to break this news to you, <laughs> a black man, but like white people it turns out are like holding on to that with a pretty strong grip. Um,
1: the, uh they love it.
0: Yeah, white people love white privilege. So I do, I love it. Yeah. Who doesn't love white privilege? No, a lot of people don't love. White privilege. I,
1: I um, listen. I enjoy it every award season mm. when those screeners come to my. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> white privilege feels like sitting on my couch watching <laughs> Glenn Close in The Wife.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there is there is a if you can pass because it's usually it usually is somebody who can I don't know I mean I guess who can't who can't pass that then has come out it's hard to also know because even to get to a position where you're in the industry, you usually are within a certain range of mm-hmm. gender expression. Yeah. That's, that's newly not true. Like we newly have celebrities that are hatching out of like RuPaul's drag race or whatever mm-hmm. that are like sort of now operating in a crossover right. space. Like this is and 18 it's months when, old or and whatever. It's different
1: when you're an artist, you know, because you know, um, some of our favorite queer artists who came out later in life, um, Their personalities and the flamboyance and everything on stage was just taken as this is an artist. Personality Bigger than, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, Liberace was just, he's an artist, he's crazy. Yep. You know, and it's, uh, but then you have an artist like, like Prince, you know, who was just like, blurred so many things, you know, but, you know. Yes. um, Or like a Freddie Mercury, you know, it's. You think about those things because um, not everyone's an Elton John.
0: Yeah. Well, also, um, not everyone that's queer presents like Elton John. Yeah.
1: You know? And so some of them present just like boy down the street.
0: I know. You know? I know. It's a whole other thing. It really is. I feel – I even know some folks that are – I don't know. It's. This is all a very interesting conversation because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've – seen it a little bit more but this is also something that like it's true in our industry but it's I mean it's true in any industry it's true like if you're a lawyer and you work in family law like you're a divorce lawyer or mm-hmm. whatever you don't present as queer like are you gonna tell the people that you represent like I'm a gay person maybe not you know mm-hmm. what I, I just mean it's like we're always kind of yeah I think queer folks I think this is a bigger burden. Because we, when we talk about coming out, we always talk about families, and we mm-hmm. always talk about parents. We don't necessarily talk about, like, public sphere. Yeah. And public sphere includes the job that you work, whatever that job is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You feel like of you course. didn't make a decision. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. You, you're saying that you and, you're in the same situation yeah. as me, where it's like, you're going to read, so you might as well just say what's up. Because <laughs> yeah. people know what's up.
1: Yeah. You know, I tried to date someone in college. It didn't work.
0: How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. This is a woman? You tried to date yes. a woman? Was that the one time you tried to date a woman? Yes,
1: the one time. It was tragic. What happened? Um, I don't know. I just wasn't attracted to her. Sure, yeah. Yes. Which is weird because I could uh, probably find a woman I would be attracted to.
0: F- sure, um, of course. But her
1: just specifically was not.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's weird.
1: And I've- um, I remember ending things with her... Not over any, like, I, it wasn't like I'd come out at that point. I remember ending things with her because we watched the movie Zoolander. <laughs> and okay,
0: yes, and
1: she laugh once and she was like, I thought that was really dumb. And I was <laughs> like, I think you're really dumb.
0: I'm not attracted to you physically. <laughs> Because you have to laugh at Zoolander <laughs> in order for me to be attracted to you physically. Uh, what you just said is really interesting. I think that's another. Th- um, I I would believe there's definitely a woman that you could be attracted to. Yeah. And, sh- and I know that there are like cisgender.
1: Yeah. Angela Bassett. Sure.
0: I'll, yeah. 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 I mean, as a lesbian, I, I'm also into those people. Um, yeah. no, uh, I I also know there's men that I would be attracted to. I think there's a like a misconception, even for folks who fully identify as gay. Like, mm-hmm. n- like I don't th- I don't consider myself bi, mm-hmm. but there's enough human beings in the world. I don't
1: either. Where I'm erasing that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but there's enough human beings in the world where I'm. I'm. I'm a, I assume there's somebody on every vector in in every demographic that I'd be attracted to. Yeah, but that doesn't. I think that's a different thing. Of and course. what we're talking about is like, okay, so you could be attracted to someone, but who are you going to ultimately be the most comfortable with? Yes. Um, to create like a true sense of family and a long term partnership, mm-hmm. or it, maybe you don't even want a partnership, but like, uh, who could you trust the most? Who do you want to show your body to the most? Like, I think we we also talk about, um. Like gayness in this way, where we want to throw up looking at the other, the, at the type of person we're not most attracted to. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, for straight people can be a way of using their feelings about using homophobia for violence. Like, I just mean, it's like for straight people, then, mm-hmm. like, because we're not giving the message, like, hey, I'm super gay, but like, I also think people are beautiful. And I mm-hmm. think when queer people, don't say that yeah, we like, allow oh, straight for, people we allow for straight express. people to be like um oh I would die if I was if I had a, if there was a man I was attracted to mm-hmm. like I think that that thing for straight people is really strong yeah and I I would love to erase that so I will openly say men are beautiful I like male bodies I like to look at those muscles gorgeous yes don't want to date that doesn't mean that I that I hate it
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah.
0: That's not an of course. That's what's weird.
1: Yes. Of course to us. You and me. Like-minded people. These two people who agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you tried to date a woman and it didn't go great. Yeah. And then what happened next in your life?
1: Uh, Outed. Outed. Yes. Um... And um
0: did that feel like that was just contained to the theater department or was that like everybody it was like to you the woke up department. the next morning and it was a love story. It was Simon
1: contained the to the theater department. Got it. Yes. No so real social media yet then. Right. This was even pr- this was Facebook had just been invented. Sure, yes. So um yeah, so then it was a slow gradual coming out um for the next few months, but I felt like by sophomore year I was I don't know do, love simoning i was yeah doing a i want to dance with somebody flash mob <laughs> on campus
0: <laughs> and how did that feel i guess because being at a catholic college um or like was, I, I have no idea if that felt it was weird. just full
1: of gays full of gays yeah what about they're everywhere all of a sudden i was like i can see them
0: that's cool yeah, yeah. okay you had your gay glasses on yeah um And then also, did you know a lot of, and I think you already sort of said this, but like, did you know queer folks of color, gay folks of color, like gay men that were black that you were friends with? Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I I don't know that that um, would have been what I assumed. Yeah. Like, I know a little bit about Loyola. I don't Mm -hmm. know that I would have thought that there was (laughs) a ton of other gay black men for you to meet. Yeah. But like, good. Yay. Yeah. And then you moved to New York after graduation, or you lived
1: elsewhere? I moved to New York before graduation.
0: Oh, what do you mean?
1: Um, the summer between junior and senior year, I fled to New York. Oh. And then I had to come back and finish a class. Got but um But I moved to New York in 2007. Wow. So, yeah.
0: You came back, finished a class, graduated. And you moved to New York. Why? What was the motivation?
1: Uh, well, so basically, I'd always wanted to go to New York. My parents wouldn't let me, and I had a guidance counselor once who was like, "You can get an NYU." Uh, I was like, "Okay, rude." Um, that is rude. <laughs> I hope she's dead now. I doubt it. I don't, I don't hope she's dead.
0: Um, well, I mean, she will die eventually. Yeah, this isn't. This won't even be on your head. Yeah, this is just. <laughs> yeah, just how life works.
1: Yes. I, I, I hope that she has an unpleasant day at the supermarket today. That's
0: right. Um, Long lines. She self checkouts broken. Yes,
1: right. Uh, it's always broken. So I wanted to go to New York, and I remember visiting a friend from high school in at Madison uh, over a break, and his girlfriend. She was doing an internship at Business Week during the summer because uh, we were all journalism kids and I was like wait I want to go to New York so I applied to a comedy and drama writing for TV class at NYU summer courses and just went to New York for the summer and stayed with her
0: that feels like a big jump from journalism yeah why did how did because I'd always wanted to write got it
1: TV and I was like now I can try it where else am I going to learn how to
0: and then you went to grad school for playwriting.
1: For for TV writing and playwriting. For
0: TV writing and playwriting. It was Got dramatic
1: it. writing, so it. it uncovered screenwriting as well. Um, and I had a thesis play and a thesis TV pilot. So, yeah, I did that. I ended up loving New York. The head of the TV department there said that I should apply for the grad school. Would I graduate it? And I did. And I went. And I don't know. That was the beginning of my New York story.
0: Sure. Did you have plays produced
1: uh, while you were there? I had a couple. Yeah. And then I had one produced here when I first moved to at L.A. Then I was like, that costs a lot of money to self-produce one, which I did in L.A. It
0: does cost a lot of uh, money.
1: So I was like, none of that anymore. <laughs> sure. Um, and I haven't read. I, uh, I, I wrote like two more after that, but I haven't put them up.
0: It feels so. like a big gulf between um, playwriting and I mean, I just think you're. I want to dive
1: back into playwriting. At you've some been, point.
0: but you've been very successful. Like again, at Twitter, you have like a very good. I mean, keep it is like your catchphrase, and I think that I'm sorry to say the word catchphrase, but you know what I mean.
1: Uh, I love a catchphrase. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Catchphrase. Yeah, um, eat my shorts. Eat them. Take the shorts. <laughs> eat them. I'm on a. I'm on a skateboard. You're my dad. I hate you. Uh, right. So it feels like there's a big jump between what I would assume playwriting would be in. And Twitter, just in terms of, like, form or getting things across, did that feel like a a change for you? Or no? Like, that's how you were rating plays, too.
1: I had always been like a, here's my opinion on pop culture oh, and you stuff Oh, you pop like out that. your opinions. I've yeah. seen
0: your opinions. Uh, are-
1: I, had a, <laughs> I had a column in high school, in the school paper.
0: What was it?
1: Uh, it was, uh, I forget what it was called, but... Um, it was just my opinions on, like, pop culture and, like, the school and rants.
0: God, that's funny when you...
1: I didn't get cast in the school plays.
0: Oh, my God. So I then know. you would was... talk shit on them or what? Yes. That's funny when I you I think it's also because I was uncomfortable later.
1: with myself. Oh, then. sure. You know, the whole gay thing. And I'm like, how do I read on stage? And yeah. I'm black. And, you know, and I'm, like, bigger than these tiny students, you know. And so it's like I wasn't quite comfortable in my body yet enough to really sort of, like, give myself over to acting I probably was very awkward to try to act that um, now I could be fine doing it did cast me
0: was that <laughs> was it um did you ha- <laughs> was it a successful column like did did people, loved, people it. loved it see that's so funny I feel like sometimes when we're like little, um, and that was like early we can twi- predict yes. the thing that we're going to want to do.
1: And then like, well, before that, I used to make like my own little like comics and short stories and the uh-huh. kids like them in middle school. Yeah. It's like we all read Goosebumps. And so I wrote my own little things. So I was always a person who knew that when I wrote things, other people in school and even adults would be talked like, about. I it. loved it. Gave
0: you positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean I was always um
1: And so that I of course I loved Facebook statuses <laughs> sure. uh back in the day. Sure. And and uh, so of course I was going to love Twitter.
0: Yeah. Oh my god that's amazing. Spilling the tea in your high school paper yes. about the production of like yes. hairspray or whatever it was Footloose. <laughs> Footloose. Yeah. Yeah that's amazing. I I
1: And I wrote our each year the students put up the seniors put up a musical that, like, lampoons the
0: uh-huh. uh, the
1: teachers. Uh, we sort of did this thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Private institutions love this stuff thing. like that. Yes, exactly. It comes from the Greeks. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was basically the head writer of that. Mm-hmm. And so it was so fun just seeing people laugh at my jokes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I was always, like, a big jock, and I didn't ever feel – like I should be in the space of performing, um, but if I like really look back, I think it's some of some of it's what you were talking about, where like I didn't necessarily want people to look at me or to be. I didn't understand who I was even supposed to audition for in the play. I'm like, it's which why I one of this is the butch yeah. person? Mm-hmm. I always when I was a this is when I was a little kid, I would audition for the male parts in musicals at oh. my at my grade school. Um, sometimes this went well and I got the part and sometimes people were extremely confused and I did not get to have the part.
1: <laughs> of course. Um,
0: like I auditioned for Snoopy oh. and I did not get to play Snoopy because that's a boy. That being said, that's also a dog.
1: Yeah. So that's weird. I feel like anyone can play Snoopy. I feel like you can play Snoopy. Did you play Peter Pan?
0: Um, I, I didn't play Peter Pan. This is the,
1: I mean, cause Peter Pan's sort of like a, it's a boy, but they always cast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I've talked about this on the podcast before. This is a real thing. Like I, I there was a show when I was in, I think I would have been in fourth grade. Um, that was called In Quest of Columbus, mm. and it was a uh, you know, pro Christopher Columbus. <laughs> uh, All my work piece. Is. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: love is love the, is earlier work.
0: The the part of Christopher <laughs> Columbus was an extremely small part. It wow. had like two lines, but it was the titular role. Uh-huh. So when I thought about like what would be the important part to play, I went on audition for the part of Christopher Columbus, which they called my mom. They were like, we don't know what to do. Cameron has shown up to audition for Christopher Columbus. This isn't something where we said that the girls could audition for this. She just has auditioned for this. My mom, to her credit, was like, well. Was she good? Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: The caster.
0: So yeah, so I was, I was Christopher Columbus. I don't think I had, a, I think I had two lines, one of which was like, I'm Christopher Columbus, you know? Yeah. Um.
1: Wow. Of course. We don't know that much about Christopher Columbus, do we? Or maybe we do. I think we know some stuff about know, him. I just know, I just know he, he is killed, Italian. Like, he killed a bunch of people Killed here, a bunch of people. But I'm like, was he, I always wonder about these like colonializers. Yeah, tell me. Were they like slaughtering people back in Europe too, or did th- he get his first taste of like killing another human being here? Here, I think who was, was it the was it the bloodlust? It was like yeah, kill you like people like you're savages. You know, I've I've seen Punghanas. You know, it's like you know that's what they thought. Or was he also like? A real asshole. No, I don't think. I in think in was, like yeah. in like Spain, like <laughs> killing people left and right, like killing poor people in the streets.
0: No, I think I think it was. Here is who I think it was. Probably personality type. It's like the combination of like a NASCAR driver. Like it's mm-hmm. like somebody who's like I can kind of like command a boat. Like, or whatever. I mean, I don't even think they were the captain. He's probably just a passenger. Maybe he doesn't have any skills in that area. I'm assuming that he does, but I don't know. I think it has something to do with a boat.
1: And that is such a weird skill for me, too. Yeah. When I watch, like, old pirate movies and things, it's like, (sighs) I'm I'm glad I don't live in a world where I would have had to, like, man a boat.
0: I know. I... I'm. I think I imagine that he's the one that's. To like be fair, if I was hoist. on the boat,
1: it probably would have been a different story. Yeah, yeah, different boat, uh, different boat, <laughs> different boat. But uh, um, really different boat. Or um, even like the people like building the pyramids, or like building like there is like a Roman thing, right? There's a I'm boss. I'm like yes. I'm like. <sighs> I think I assume he's the boss. What class would I've been in society?
0: No, I know. Well, okay, so I I think I assume he's the boss. He probably wasn't the boss. He probably was just a passenger. Like, his name's on the boat, but like he, it's like so again NASCAR. It's like. There's like Penzoil on the side of the car, but like Penzoil's not driving that Mm. car. I think that's probably what it was like. And then um, I also think you're somebody who can convince the queen that you should do something. Yeah. So in personality types, there's a little bit of you and me in there. Yeah. We're like the kind of, you know, maybe he's like the Uh, charming person that's like.
1: Was Christopher Columbus queer?
0: Probably. I also think if we discovered that about him, would 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 would
1: he become like a queer icon?
0: I hope not. I think there's no. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. I think there's no awareness that the that the people that you're showing up to greet have humanity. That's probably also it. Of course. It's like how we live it's in a Rudy country. Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, it's that's actually a really good example. Yes. Yes.
1: No, the way like you know, the alleged president and other people you know talk about immigrants and things. Now I'm like, oh, it it's was, almost it like was, it's still it was, happening. It was it was wilder, I'm sure, in the 1500s. Wasn't, I feel uh,
0: like it almost could have sounded exactly the same. Like if you like soundbite for soundbite.
1: But I probably, but I probably feel like there wasn't the political correctness of like, we need to be like, you know, they're coming to our borders or like, you know, like they're criminals in our country. It was just like, these people have no souls. They're not human, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So maybe just less justification.
1: Yeah. Less, less trying to justify. Yes. The the actions.
0: Yes. Wow, that's probably really true. Mm. Okay, so you're writing for a Netflix show right now. Yes. Tell me what else you hope happens for you in the future. Do you want to share any of that?
1: Um, You know, I hope uh, I'm working on my own little shows. Um, hope that happens. Um, What else happens?
0: What about even just personally?
1: Personally? We were
0: talking earlier. You're very good at taking vacations.
1: Yes. And I'm going to London and Madrid.
0: Yes. I also mean like – um. I don't know. Like, do you, f- how do you feel like you are right now? You said that you used to be less comfortable with yourself. Yes. Are you all the way there?
1: Not all the way, but Some... that's, but that's why I have a personal trainer now.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. That,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, is that
0: going to close that gap?
1: Uh, probably not. Um, I mean, the other I'll, thing I'll is. I'll hate myself till I die. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm more comfortable being me now. Weirdly. This Twitter and the podcast and all sorts of other things, you know. I never envisioned, I was always just like, I'm the writer and I'm here, you know. I never envisioned myself being front and center in anything that I did.
0: Oh, yes. And so it's
1: been a weird path. Do you feel comfortable with it? I do now. Yeah, you are. 80% comfortable with it. Right, you are being Is anyone 100% comfortable with it? That's probably like a Tom Cruise. They're crazy.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it depends on what. I'm comfortable, like, I'm comfortable on stage. I'm comfortable having people look at me. I'm comfortable assuming that I have opinions that maybe need to be out there in the world. But I don't know that I'm fully comfortable with um, other parts of it, like um,
1: having to murder people, the genocide.
0: The genocide itself. No, sometimes I I feel like I would like to spend a little bit more time. being a person and like investing in friendships and mm. when your business is yourself it there's a lot of there's like a certain amount of self protection that you need to do in order to keep the business growing like you, you have to um, sometimes I feel a little more shut down than I would like to be I'm mm. working on that Okay, but I just mean because you're projecting this image to the outside world and this is something that you're saying you didn't necessarily see for yourself but it is happening yeah. to you or for you um, You know, that creates that's a weird thing. Yeah. When you're selling yourself.
1: Yes. Shaking my wares.
0: So, like, on the block, trying to stay in touch with who's actually in there is really important and I think becomes more important. Yeah. The further that goes.
1: Weird, weirdly, I feel like for the most part, at least now, they're a little bit similar. Yeah. Obviously, there's things I don't say publicly. Yes. And things that are in my private sphere in life, but you know, Sort of live my life, you know, just sort of being me for now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they stay similar. I mm-hmm. hope that that's, I hope that that, um, that golf like is always comfortable because I think that's where that can get weird is mm-hmm. like they're always going to be similar, but Who that knows? distance be in, can be bigger.
1: I could be in act one of Stars Born right now, I could <laughs> lose myself completely in like five years. I
0: can't wait for your comeback. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ira, before I send you back out. To the day. Well, first of all, um, folks should listen to your podcast, which is called Keep It. I've been a guest on there. Um, but also, what um, if in you the lit-
1: early days too?
0: Yeah, early in. Yeah. Young Cami Esposito. <laughs> I think six months to a year ago, or whenever that was, she was so <laughs> bright eyed. She was a different guy. Um, if you could, I ask you to um, shout out a person or or a thing or place that made you feel comfortable that with the the human you are today, a queero of yours?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Collins.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: An English teacher. Cool. The Jesuit. Fuck yeah. I'm not going to assume anything about his life. Um, but I just know that, you know, he made me feel comfortable. And it was weird that he was sort of like, I felt like a friend in high school, even though he was my teacher. Uh, and, you know, he was very encouraging as an English teacher, and I appreciate that, Um, and was sort of an anchor. I looked forward to going to his class uh, twice a week, and so I looked forward to going to school and seeing him.
0: Have you seen the movie in and out Because I think we're living that movie right this moment.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, I remember. (laughs) Yes, I have seen the movie in and out He doesn't teach anymore, though. (laughs) Yes, he doesn't teach anymore. Um,
0: Have you talked to this person?
1: Sense? No, I think he's dead. I'm kidding. I assume everyone's dead.
0: Yeah, it sounds then, like that's I'm happened. Dead. I'm a ghost. That's happened multiple times I'm a ghost.
1: during this. Um,
0: And yet the headphones are staying in your ears, Yeah, which is truly impressive for a ghost. You know, usually the headphones fall right through. Yes. So uh, you've, you're in control of your ectoplasm. Or whatever. Yes. I don't know
1: the words. And you know, he was such a great person that, you know, like he'd also be like, "I you're being ridiculous, <laughs> you know, even if I was off base
0: well that's cool he would I'm, I'm so happy that you had a person that was giving you a path or at least like some understanding and compassion it sounds yeah. like so that's rad yeah
1: and maybe he's a straight row
0: who knows who but knows but either way it's
1: not for me to decide but I think he wouldn't care either way okay what I call
0: yeah rad well it was so nice to talk to you and thank you so much for being on the show thank you yeah